The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. Well, you know, a lot of people wonder, is our prime minister any good for anything? To which I reply, yes, he is. There is one skill that he possesses that he does wonderfully well. He hands out money wonderfully well. Nobody does it bigger. Nobody does it better. Just throw out the money. Throw it out. Not necessarily, well, a lot of it out in this country, which is one of the reasons we've got serious inflation. But he's pretty good at handing out money to other countries as well. Now, as you know, Parliament resumes session this week. So there's uh, Pierre Polyev trying to get at the Prime Minister, find out, will they cancel the uh, pending tax increases? Will he please stop spending so much money? Will he please come up with a plan to fight inflation? People are suffering. Does he understand this? And, of course, for some time, the Prime Minister was nowhere to be found. Uh, Other ministers had to try to answer the questions. So what was Trudeau doing all of this time? Well, I don't know if he was singing in lobbies in New York, but he was at New York. And what was he doing there? Woohoo. Handing out money like you cannot believe. You would wonder, you know, when people are lining up at food banks here in Canada. Young people, well, some not so young, got to stay in their mother's basement because they can't afford to buy a house. Cost of uh, food increased almost 11%, going up even more. They tell us that mortgages, the average mortgage rate, will probably double in the next few months. So we have a few problems here at home. So what was the prime minister doing? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. He was doling out money. Please, can I ask you a favor, please, John? Mm-hmm. Can you can you warn everybody, if, if you're on the Queen's Day, if you're driving, please make sure you have both hands on the wheel, okay? I don't want any sudden shocks out there, okay? If you have a bad ticker, then make sure you've got aspirin. This You're supposed to take, you know, the whole business, okay? I just don't want to shock anybody. But let me just go through a little bit of what our esteemed prime minister... That would be Justin Manchild Trudeau, what he was doing. He's in New York, okay? And in one day, and in fact, he made uh, these announcements within one hour. So in roughly one hour, here is what Justin Trudeau did. He handed out $1.21 billion for a global fund to fight AIDS and tuberculosis. That's only a warm-up. And then the next breath, Trudeau poured $200 million for a global COVID fund, $245 million for a global food fund, $20 million for Haiti relief, $10 million for emergency preparedness against climate change, $10 million for affordable child care in low-income countries and $1.9 million in a global fund to fight terrorism. Um, So in roughly one hour's time, 
Trudeau handed out almost $2 billion of our hard-earned tax dollars, while here back at home people are watering down milk because they can't afford it. People are lining up at food banks. I've gone through, we all know what's going on here. So we've got Pierre Polyev and other conservatives standing up in the House trying to fight against the, what I call a pandemic of inflation, high cost of living. Please, he is begging, and his other, other members of his caucus begging, please do not launch those, you know, those planned tax increases that are coming up on January 1st, another tax increase, April 1st, the global, the carbon tax increases dramatically. There's going to be increased tax on uh, a number of paycheck uh, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. EI is going up. And, and Pierre and others are saying, please don't do this and stop spending so much money. We've got to fight inflation here. And you can't fight, and fight inflation by spending more and more government money. You just can't do that. So, <laughs> so here we, I mean, what a dichotomy. What a, what, a, what a difference, okay? If you wonder between the two parties. Here's the one party saying, look, we got to pull in it. we got to stop spending so much money here. We can't, we can't increase taxes. People can't afford it. They're suffering. While all of this is going on, we've got Trudeau down in New York handing out almost $2 billion of our money to foreign countries. Fund to fight COVID. Fund to fight emergency preparedness for climate change, etc., etc. I don't know. I mean, Trudeau seems to be winning a lot of support by just simply sending out more checks. His answer to everything in, in the House and elsewhere, when everybody start, you know, attacks him for inflation, don't worry, we've got your back, uh, the Liberals are saying, we'll send you more checks. So let me ask you this, then, in your opinion, who's right here? There's no question that, you know, the, the support for the Liberals, for, for Trudeau, remains very strong. It just seems the more checks he sends out, the more support that he gets. But, I mean, I, I just I, I just don't understand how, how he can hand out. I, I don't understand how in good conscience with everything that's going on in this country that he can go down to New York and hand out almost $2 billion of our money. You know, it seems to me, John, that if we're going to hand out $2 billion, that maybe we could hand out $2 billion for health care to uh, build more hospitals, hire more doctors, hire more nurses. Like, where are their priorities? He's got, what, $10, $10 million for emergency preparedness for, to, to, to fight global change and not a cent for health care. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, a lot of, a lot of Canadians think that he's on the right path. What about you? And if there's anything else that you want to discuss, please, please feel free to do so. Should we be down there in New York or any place handing out almost $2 billion to foreign countries? I'm not suggesting that all of these funds aren't very worthwhile. But don't we have a problem here in our own country? When we have people in Canada, supposedly one of the richest countries on the earth, when we have people by the thousands, and I mean the thousands, lined up at food banks now, 
maybe we'd better realize we got a problem here. What's your feeling? What's what's the feeling? Uh, any response so far, John? Yes, sir. And a reminder to the listener and the viewer, we are on three different Facebook channels. So The Lowell Green, Milkman Show, and Blast the Radio. All of your show links, so easy. Either BlastTheRadio.com or LowellGreen.com will take you there. Post your comments where you ordinarily would. We invite your calls and your texts as well. 613-413-2217. We begin with Joey on Facebook who says, Don't forget, as he says, the budget will balance itself. Get him out of there, for God's sake, says Joey. Timothy says, "Well, you know, but wait, you know, it's all very well get him out of there, but we're 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 stuck here for almost another three years. There is no way that Jagmeet Singh is going to uh, is going to turn his back on the Liberal Party. He's going to continue supporting the Liberal Party. So we're stuck here for three years, and we got to deal with that. Hopeful wishing is not going to get us anywhere. I." To be honest with you, I don't know what the answer is. Um, but uh, let me let me ask you this: we we've got these two different approaches. The liberals' approach, and they staunchly defended in the House, is to send out more checks to give more money to Canadians. Polyev and the Conservatives' approach is to stop government spending or slow down government spending, stop handing out billions of dollars here there, and do not go ahead with tax increases. So who, in your opinion, who's got the right approach here? Who's got the right approach? Because there's two very different approaches. Every time, you know, very often I hear people saying, oh, they're all the same. They're all the same politicians. Well, very clearly they're not. There's two very divergent views here. One view is fix the problem by simply, you're short of money here. Okay, we'll send you another government check. That's the one view, the liberal view. The other view, the conservative view, is no. We've got to stop doing this. We've got to live within our means. We've got to stop throwing money around, and we cannot have any more increase in taxes. So whose approach is right? What do you say? John? Karina says, we won't be getting any checks at our house. No kids, no house, barely middle class, pushing 50, and all we do is give and give and give and give and give. Renee says, Canadian housing is high, <laughs> lines at the food bank high, cost of essentials high, health care, uh, wait times high. Any one of these issues would love an extra $100 million for help. And this is what kills me, is when these people react, you know, when you ta- start talking about Justin Trudeau, and they say, well, yeah, but I mean, gas is high all over the world, so stop shitting on Trudeau over this. I mean, you know, everything is expensive around the world. It's not Justin Trudeau's fault. What do you say, yeah, Abel? How do you break that me, down to the, to the average person? Well, uh, let me just point out that those countries that have their own oil and gas are selling oil and gas to their own people much, much cheaper. Um, Dubai, for example, uh, a liter of gas costs you about, I think, 27 cents or something. Uh, My point here is that if, if we had supported the oil and gas industry and were able to get oil and gas to all Canadians, we could charge essentially whatever. We would not have to charge world prices. We could have a special Canadian price. Which, which would lower the car. We, you know, if, if we were able to do this right now, we could do this tomorrow. There's no question, there's no, there's no reason that we would have to pay world prices if we weren't buying from the world. Uh, many other, examine many other countries. I, I hate to use Venezuela, but <clears throat> excuse me, Venezuela is an example 
they have their own their own oil and gas, made a lot of mistakes. But one of the things that they do in Venezuela, I think a liter of gas in Venezuela is, what, 40 cents or something like that? I'm not saying that we would be paying 40 cents, but we could certainly lower the price of gas and heating fuel. In other words, if we were able, if, if we had supported the energy industry here, if we were able to get oil and gas to every single Canadian, we could charge Canadian prices much, much lower right now for oil, natural gas, heating fuel, propane, etc. We could charge much less. Does anybody realize that? This is this is one of the one of the consequences of not having an energy policy to supply all Canadians. This is one of the consequences of no pipelines, folks. We got to pay world prices here. Go ahead, John. See, understanding that requires people to pay attention, and they're not. All right, to the comments on uh, YouTube. Tony says a simple question: What do you or I have to show for the trillions of dollars that our prime minister has squandered? Our money. What do we have to show for it? That's the question. Well, I suppose the liberals will will talk about uh, they've got child what child care ten dollar child care. It's so you know and uh, you know not everybody is starving in the country. I guess the question is not what do we have, but what we could have if 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 in fact we had supported oil and gas, etc. etc. pipelines. We could be as rich as Dubai, as rich as Saudi Arabia. What do you think they're paying for a liter of gasoline in Saudi Arabia? I think it's 47 cents. Uh, the, the prices change a little bit day to day. But I think, I hope you understand what I'm, we, we should be able to be totally self-sufficient in oil, gas, natural gas, propane, etc. We should be totally, and could be. Totally self-sufficient, not dependent upon any foreign power for oil and gas, for energy. Go ahead, John. And that's exactly it, and I love it. We should be taking care of ourselves first, and then oh, and then we'll take care of the world. Here's our first text of the day, 613-413-2217. Lowell, apparently he and the liberals think our priority is to help the world. We have it good enough here in Canada, apparently, so nothing is needed. Just give our money away. Tom yeah, he says does that very well. Yep. yep. Tom says it's at the crisis point. Perhaps Polyev should approach Singh since they both hammered Trudeau yesterday in question period about not raising taxes. You know, Tom. God bless Tom. Uh, you're so right. But what hypocrisy! Here is the NDP screaming, you know, bloody murder at the Liberals. Oh, you're terrible. You're doing this. You can't raise taxes and so forth. And yet. Come the showdown, who supports, who keeps the who keeps the liberals in power? The NDP. So in one hand, here's the NDP saying, you, you're nasty people, but we're going to continue to support you. It's uh, The hypocrisy is so astonishing. And not only that, I see the latest poll indicates support for the NDP is climbing. Uh, I mean, it just makes you wonder. I said yesterday, I feel sometimes like I've I've fallen down the rabbit hole, you know, <laughs> and I'm looking for the Mad Hatter. Uh, I mean, jeez. Go ahead, John. The question about why is Jagmeet Singh continuing to prop up this government keeps coming up. Like every second comment is pretty much about that. Over to YouTube. It- and Mim says, I'm afraid of what's going to happen to the world's economy and stability in 2023. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, but you see, by, by, let me just jump in again here. Yes, sir. By, by not guaranteeing self-sufficiency in energy, 
we we are we have put ourselves in a very risky situation. I repeat, if we were totally self-sufficient, we would not be in nearly the same kind of danger that many other countries. I mean, here is Germany, for example, the richest country, most progressive country in the in Europe, and they're going to have one hell of a winter. They're going to be freezing in the dark in Germany because they're relying on Russia for 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 their energy. And this is what happens when you rely on other nations. Not only not only are other nations can be very fickle, but <clears throat> they they can charge essentially whatever they want. We should be we should be self-sufficient. It would solve so many problems. Go ahead, John. So by my math, the money that he gave away in New York equates to roughly $5.56 per Canadian. We gave away $5.56. You're a mathematical whiz-bang. I probably got it wrong. I'm probably off by, it's probably 55. But, I mean, how much better would I feel if I had a $5.56 refund coming my way because we made a profit as a country? I mean, that's kind of what we do in the stock market, isn't it? Why don't we think of our country the same way? Oh, by the way, if you think we're doing well, check the stock market. Yeah, well, I have uh, I have shares, a few shares, uh, and and a company that's a this is a wonderful Canadian company, and in the last two weeks, it has fallen more than twenty five percent. This so you know, like people people who who believe many people who believed that they were they were going to be okay in their retirement. Some, I think some of those people, myself included, are beginning to get a little bit edgy here. Wait a minute. How low can this thing go? I mean, it, it, look, if, you, if you're a, a retired public servant with a fixed in, with a um, guaranteed income pension, et cetera, I guess you don't have anything to worry about. But even you got to pay more for food. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, the, but the great majority of us out there, we don't have that kind of a pension. And I'm going to tell you, many people who thought they were really well off, if this continues, I can remember the days, John, and I don't know if you can, when we were paying 20% interest. I had a mortgage on a little bit of a property I had, and I was paying a 20% mortgage. It was unbelievable. And, uh, and, and by the way, the economy was about uh, then what it is now. Uh, and we had to, we went to 20% to fight inflation. Go ahead, John. That was before I was into the mortgage game. I certainly remember talk of that. But, I mean, we cringe now at the idea of, you know, whatever the interest rate is in your credit card, which is right around 20, what, 21, 22%. So, I mean, yes, it is. I yep. can't imagine paying that on a mortgage rate. But here we are. Eric says regarding Jagmeet Singh, here's a line from Trudeau's favorite song. Any way the wind blows. <laughs> Uh, let's go to email. But you know, actually, well, you know, when you stop and think about it, here are two rich people who live in a bubble world That's of exactly Rolex it. watches, thousand dollar suits, jetting all over the world, no money worries, never had any money exactly. worries, exactly can't relate to the average person, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and yet they are dictating our lives. Go ahead. 
Let's go to email, uh, Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. Paul, good to hear from you. Paul is in Canada. He says, hi, Lowell. As you went down the list of spending by Justin Trudeau in New York, I could almost hear the value of our currency going down and inflation going up even more. And he still refuses to talk with the provinces about permanent federal funding for health care. In my opinion, this is simply because Justin Trudeau cannot take direct credit for the health care as it's run provincially, so he's not really interested to help fix it. Bill Morneau said it, the government is too concerned about short-term political gains. Well, actually, the government is, is concerned only about one thing, climate change, getting our emissions down. Very clearly, I mean, this government is prepared to bankrupt the, the entire country in order to get emissions down to zero or whatever the hell it is. Because if you're if you're following some of the figuring being done now, uh, the, the co- like we've got to apparently by 2000 and something or other, we've got to retrofit all of our homes so that they burn only electricity. And the cost apparently for a one one uh, standalone home, whatever you call it, is about $18,000 per house. They're, they're, they're talking about 340 some odd billion dollars to convert all of our homes to electricity. And apparently Trudeau is quite prepared to do that, but essentially would bankrupt the entire country in order to get emissions down. Because the uh, cost to him, when he looks at those numbers, if he even looks at them, is about the same as what he would tip the average restaurant person for a night out. Really, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, this is peanuts to him. He, Like you said, he lives in a totally different world, has no understanding. Um, let's get a word in for Shields, shall we, sir? Yes, yes, let's, let's do that. Once again, folks, we know that in many households, money is getting a little bit scarce, a little bit worrisome. But you need appliances. You've got to have appliances. And in some cases, I want to point out that the new appliance is actually going to save you money because they're much more energy efficient. They've got all the latest energy efficient appliances, all the brand names, sizes, uh, price ranges, et cetera, et cetera, at Shields. Yes, almost all of them in stock. And they've got a wonderful finance plan as well. Very fair finance plan. You're not going to be paying 20% at, uh, at Shields, believe me. <laughs> Folks, all I've ever said about Shields is, look, at least give them a chance. At least check them out. See if they've got the product you want. See if the price is comparative. See if they've got the same kind of deal, delivery, et cetera, et cetera. And if they can match and if they can better, then please give your business to Shields. They're up there in Pakenham, family-run business since 1947. And you know, one thing I can say with great confidence, they're honest. They're good people. John, what's next here? Uh, Michelle says emissions will drop greatly when people can't afford to heat their homes at all. Uh, Tony says charity begins at home. That's exactly the phrase I was looking for earlier. Tony, thank you so much. Terry says Trudeau's off to Japan for their former PM's funeral. Think of his costume choices since he thinks he's God dresses Godzilla or my favorite Yoko Ono. He can play a medley of Yoko's hits at the funeral and help his struggling singing career. Okay. (laughs) And a reminder from Peter that Shields has a great butcher shop as well. That's when I keep forgetting. Got a great butcher shop. Yes, they do. Local meats. Go ahead. Robert on Facebook. If Canada were to develop and use our oil and gas reserves properly, not only Canada, but the free world would be much better off. Canada's debt load would be reduced greatly. Well, actually, that's a very interesting point. Yeah, I've been talking about what this would mean for Canada to be self-sufficient. But obviously, if we become a much richer country, we, if you want to help other countries, now we're in a position to do it even better. I, I just wonder if the liberals ever think of this. If, if, if we were a richer country here, 
If we were able to be self-sufficient, have our own oil and gas, sell our own oil and gas around the world, we would be a very rich country. We would rival Saudi Arabia, Dubai for wealth, which means we're good people here. We're a charitable people. We've always been this. But if we're wealthy here, much more wealthy than we are now, then we've got the money, more money to hand out. We can help the world more, not only with oil and gas and other energy, but we can help them with money. If we've got the money here, we can help other countries if that's what you want to do. Go ahead, John. Well, Trudeau did tell us directly, I don't pay any attention to monetary policy. But you, but maybe he doesn't. But, geez, you would think somebody in the Liberal Party would. <sighs> you would think. All right, James on Twitch says, if Russia is self-sufficient, we can be as well. Uh, GW Sax one is the name on YouTube. Just saying, lol, so glad I found you again. I'm back on the Island of Sanity. Welcome to the show. There you go. Thank you. Please Thank tell, you. please tell your friends that, uh, Lowell is doing his thing. Just go to lowellgreen.com. All of the show links are there or blasttheradio.com. Andrea is on Facebook. She says, what emissions are generated making enough electricity for all electric houses and cars? Probably couldn't build enough wind towers and solar panels for all that. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> Uh, I, <clears throat> excuse me, yes, I've been remiss. I haven't kept you up to date on the kind of power being produced by our <laughs> eight to $10 billion windmills and solar panels. Uh, as of uh, two o'clock today, um, wind was producing 530 kilowatts, megawatts, sorry, and solar 392, 6.5%. So eight to ten billion dollars that the province of this the province of Ontario spent on wind and solar, this supposedly was going to revolution. We were all going to have power from wind and solar. Went forty-two giant wind farms. God knows how many solar panels. Today they are producing six point five percent of our needs. Now, what do you think would happen if we didn't have natural gas, for example? If we didn't have nuclear? Um, well, we would have hydro falling water. Uh, so we would have, probably with the falling water, the dams, about 15%. Could we run this province on 15% of the power that we need? Well, I'll leave that up to you. If you're prepared to to get by with only 15% of the power you use now, <clears throat> I'll let you figure it out. But that's the situation, folks. 6.5%. 8 to $10 billion we spend in windmills, solar panels, rather than health care. Rather than long-term care, we spent this money on windmills and solar panels. And today, with the sun shining and the bright breeze, it's producing 6.5% of our needs. God, go ahead, John. We had a call. They hung up on us. I invite that person to call back quickly because we're almost at the bottom of the hour. 613-413-2217. Meanwhile, a text uh, from Vancouver. Trudeau seems to give away our money for a quick thrill without purpose outside of the moment. He's standing on a stage. I question not only his motive, but his overall stability that is compelling him to make these giveaway decisions. Well, I'll tell you what I fear. That's very interesting. I, I fear that he's under more and more stress in this country, more and more dislike. And people are making the dislike, they're, they're making it well known. So I, I think that when he goes off and he's, he's, you know, when he goes off and he hands out roughly $2 billion, he's the hero. Nobody's booing him at the United Nations or wherever when he's handing out $2 billion, much of it to the United Nations. Nobody's booing him. He's getting the big applaud there. And I just, I, what I fear is that the more people hate and dislike him here, 
the more he's going to do this, seek applause elsewhere by giving away our money. This is the one way he can still get applause, not by singing, but by giving away our money. He can still get applause for that. Um, John, a couple more here. That's interesting. And when you, you know, ask the question, and a lot of people are, what is the actual status of his marriage? If things aren't good at home and he's got that stress, is that influencing some of those decisions? It's it's a good question. All right, Marcia says, it's a laugh anytime Trudeau shows up in Parliament and sing is an absolute joke. Michelle says, we already can't handle the power demands that will be caused by electric vehicles. How can we ever produce enough power to heat all our homes with electricity as well? Well, I mean, this is beautiful. California um, essentially has, has done or <laughs> that we tried to do in Ontario, and that is it become totally totally dependent upon wind and solar. Well, <laughs> uh, and in the next breath, they're being told to buy electric vehicles. Right. So about last week, the wind wasn't blowing or whatever the hell happened in California. And so the word went out, please turn off your electrical appliances. We're going to brownouts, blackouts. We don't have enough electricity. And by the way, first chance to get it, you get, go out and buy an electric vehicle. I mean, the, the, the hypocrisy of leadership these days, including in California, is just as abysmal. Thank you all, folks. We'll be back come Monday. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of BlastTheRadio.com.